how am I going to look uh, this little girl in the eye and be like, you could be anything you want, but I couldn't be a graffiti artist. <laughs> it's okay, baby. Go to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so at what point in your mind, I, 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 you might've already went over, but let's go back to it. At what point in your mind did you realize that this style of art is something that was inside of you that you wanted to bring out and you were confident enough to display it to people? Uh, that actually happened pretty early on. Um, this is intentional danger field. Intentional danger field podcast. Yo. You don't want it with these LFL type of hitters, interviewers and critics. Cats all about their business. Yeah, we put it out for every one of our listeners. If the topic's official, we get it popping like crystal. Yeah, we put it on. What you know about that? Sitting back in the lab, we can't on track. C3 mastermind, yeah, you know about cheese. Spit speech, unique. Still connect with the streets. See, Todd G, makes the cycle complete. Round table like kings, 360 degrees. We on some whole other. So live, no one to cover. Nothing sweet, yeah. We bringing that heat. This is your first. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. As always, your host, C3, alongside with Todd and Miss E Cannon on Beats. This is Intentional Dangerfield. It's episode 60. We have a special guest here this evening. Ronnie from REK Services stopped by. What's going on, man? Man, what's up, man? Thank you for having me here. Man, thanks for coming by to chop it up with us. Oh, man, I'm loving it, man. I, I feel like we've been doing a show for an hour already. <laughs> That's warm-ups. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. What's good, man? Man, just chilling, man. Um, Man, you see it, bro, what I'm doing online, man. I'm like, all day I'm out here grinding, trying to, like, just show people my name, bro. Like, just that, my thing, you know, I showed up here in paint clothes. I want the whole world to know everywhere I go, I paint. I That's see it. you, man. You are, you are definitely putting on... Um, a very nice display. I appreciate Bef- that. Before we get I'm to so that. nervous every time I paint. <laughs> <laughs> before we get to that, yeah. let us uh, introduce you to our listeners. Why don't you give us an origin story? You know, to okay. walk us, you know, tell us where you came from and kind of walk us up to where you are today. Oh, man. I don't know how long the show is, but. Uh, <laughs> We're here to talk. <laughs> All right. So, uh. First of all, I'm 42 years old, man. Uh, I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago. I came down to Springfield when I was about like 26, 27, something like that. But like when I was running around in Chicago, um, it, it man, I don't even know where to start with this. I grew up in a gang neighborhood, bro. Like there was in my neighborhood, it was all like Saint Disciples and it was all Ambrose. And like I had told you earlier, it was a Mexican neighborhood. Uh, and, you know, in a lot of in Mexican neighborhoods, you see uh, a lot of graffiti. And uh, I remember the first piece that I ever seen done, like an actual graffiti piece and the effect that that had on me and the fact that one day it wasn't there and one day that it was. Uh, it was a guy who he's passed away now. He's D, his name was DJ Lalo. You can still find some of his house music on YouTube and whatnot. Um, I remember that, you know, like I was a little kid, like just a little, little kid. Um, and it, man, like next thing you know, I'm writing on the walls everywhere. So like if you grew up, 
in Chicago in the eighties, like graffiti then versus what it is now is different because you got like graffiti blasters and whatnot. So I was seeing it everywhere. This was my norm. I learned to read the walls the way other people are learning to read books. And that's real talk. Like I knew what neighborhood I was in. I knew who the gangs were. I knew what their colors were. I knew who they were at war with. I knew specifically who they were after, you know, like, and, and so like it was literally reading the writing on the wall. So to me, like it wasn't, it, it, it's weird to me that people weren't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I didn't know the rest of the world didn't live like this until I left Chicago. Um, so it got really embedded into me and, and, uh, I was just a real hyperactive little kid. Uh, so I was always writing on stuff. I was always getting in trouble. And then like when I, we were here earlier and I was telling you, it turned out like my second grade teacher, um, it was a late, I went to Tonti Elementary on 58th and Holman, like in case anybody's listening, they can verify this. Uh, my second grade teacher uh, back then, you know, I was born in 1977. So however you all old second grade, that's the year that Mrs. Rucker was there. And turns out that her son was phase two from New York major name in the uh, in the graffiti game um so when i was writing everybody else's name down this woman was encouraging for the first time in my life what i was getting in trouble for this woman was encouraging me and now what stood out to me so you guys so you guys are from some of you guys are from chicago and been around chicago's super segregated okay I, i lived in a mexican neighborhood um and so there was still some white people there but this was a black woman that was encouraging me this was outside of my zone. I lived in Chicago. This, you know, I lived right here. We didn't go past a certain set of boundaries. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how it was. The term, the other side of this tracks, uh, comes from Chicago. You know, because of the elevated trains and all the cement walls oh, separating right. na- neighborhoods. That's a fact. Okay. Um, and so here was this black woman that was encouraging me. Um, so this immediately had my attention. You know what I'm saying? I was doing something now. Somebody was seeing me. Um, but also what I was doing, though, you know, I was, I was given into depression and all of a sudden uh, DJ Lalo, who also encouraged me, was also the guy who gave me my first beer. And, I, and then all of a sudden I'm running around drinking and doing what teenage boys do, except I didn't stop when I was a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I didn't even begin to start to think about stop until right around the time when I first met you. Like uh, it, 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 my experience with Bar None and Josh Foster and all that. Right. Like, because like my life started to really go downhill right then and there uh, once I was in Springfield. And really drinking hardcore and away from my family and out of my element and it's a whole new life. Um, and so I started toying with the idea then. It wasn't. It was just a few years later uh, after I moved out. I met another girl who uh, lived in Athens and she was tired of life. I was tired of life. So I, we went to stay out in Athens. And then I met a dude uh, that gave me a job out there that wasn't taking my shit. He wasn't listening to my bullshit. Uh, he wasn't, he didn't care if I was, you know, up all night drinking, get up, you got to go to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's holding and, you accountable. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, 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 man. His name's Mike McCormick. Uh, like, real talk, like, I, I, owe, I, I owe a huge part of my life to this guy because he would not take no for an answer. He would not stop. And so all of a sudden, I went from working at the Crown Plaza to a construction company, and then I'm up the ladder in a construction company until it's time for me to sit him down. I'm starting my own business. Wow. Um, because I... I want to paint and like plain and simple. I I had seen through him at one point when I told him how bad I wanted to do graffiti. And he's like, well, maybe we'll make some time for you, this and that, you know, like maybe you'll make some time. I probably just poured my heart out to you with tears in my eyes. Like I need time to paint. Hmm. Um, So how do I do that? How do I get to that? You know, uh, I had had a pickup truck and 
got on Craigslist, literally uh, started finding used ladders for like, I got a really good like $250 ladder for like 35 bucks and started printing business cards and magnets and then, then quit my job after I had all that stuff uh, prepared this time, you know, not like other times where I'm just pissed off this time. Well, I, I don't like him anymore, but he done taught me a lot and I'm going to yeah. use it right in his face. You know what I'm saying? You take yeah. those steps. Yeah. And so that's, and then, so I, I've created, I started a painting company, you know, it, it, like literally painting houses. Um, all right. So you guys obviously know I'm passionate about graffiti and what I do, but what you don't know is that I'm just as passionate about painting houses. So if I can, well, I know it's weird, right? right. It's weird to me and I like it, <laughs> but like, well, but think about this. So I come in and paint your house. First of all, if I come in with the, with my parents work ethic and really do what I do, um, you're going to be uh, impressed by how fast I go. Um, but then my, on my end of things, once I leave there, that's still my work on your walls. You're going to have all your most intimate moments around that, you know, because like it sounds funny that, yeah, I like to paint. But Frank Lloyd Wright liked to build houses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. and I'm not saying I'm Frank Lloyd Wright. But what I'm saying is I'm not really that different. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's an artist. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I really like it. And so in my, my thought process was uh, I'll start the painting business and I'll just start talking to people one at a time one at a time. And I got the idea like on LinkedIn because I started using LinkedIn working for the other guy's company. I had got the idea on there that all these people are professionals and students or trying to be professionals. You know, they're trying to transition to mm -hmm. professionalism. I'm like, who's going to take care of their houses? I was like, me, raise my hand. That's going to be me. I'm going to take care of their houses. And I started REK. I started tagging my pictures with REK services. The company was already REK services, but not with a hashtag. It was spelled differently because there was a stage before this, before you guys seen me. Um, and so on that stage, I was doing like any necessary repairs, anything to get in the house and tell my story. Hustling, and I, yeah, grinding. Yeah, just hustling until all of a sudden. Right. Until all of a sudden I'm not working. I'm not painting uh, small houses for uh, quick flips on the east side anymore. Now, now I'm on, on the west side now now i got late clientele spreading out yes and then all of a sudden i start to meet guys uh that are my age that have taken life that started taking life seriously earlier than me so they're further along financially but after talking to them they're no different than me and like they started believing in me like man this kid's hustling so you know i had a couple of people that really started pushing my name and really started doing things and next thing you know i'm performing at the state fair and uh network yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying and yeah. like and it's like bo like i can't believe it like so everybody I, all right so are anybody here familiar with the local artist who used to be local mike mayoski uh, you know the big Lincoln mural on 6th Street in the middle of downtown, the real tall one on the side of the Alamo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that guy just won Art Battle Brooklyn, okay? Wow. Um, left Springfield, went to Art Battle Brooklyn, won that, and went to the Nationals, okay? And now got put into Art Basel, which is the international competi competition, okay? So he just won one of the biggest art uh, competition in the, in the country and text me first. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, te nice. like text, like text me first. And like, bro, you like, so him and I like, cause like when you just said, wow, right there, I feel like him and I have a two long, two year long conversation of just going, wow, look what I did. Wow. Look what I did. And it's not like that. Like, I'm not like tugging his nuts. He's not tugging mine. We're baffled. Pushing. Like, yeah, like, but I'll get done painting somewhere and I'll just start laughing. And everybody's like, why are you laughing? I'm like, because you don't know who I really am. Yeah. You don't know how far like, I've come. Right. Yeah. That, that's my, what I my, feel. My right. struggle, my right. journey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I yeah. can sit back and laugh exactly. now. There's times I sat back exactly. and cried. Right. You know? and, and people don't understand that because because uh, I, I got a tattoo that says Mama's Boy. Can you see that right there? Like, I really am emotional. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tech Nine made that whole song about fragile, about being an artist. That's real. Uh, that's yeah, what that's I'm real. That, That's real, real. Like, we are overly sensitive. Erica Badu said, uh, respect my stuff. Right. You know? Right. And, and, and the more I started to come to terms. about it. Yeah, the, the more the more I started to come to terms with that and just accept that, that, you know what, man, full grown men cry. I'm okay. You don't like it? We can still go outside. You see me? I was a bouncer for three years. You know what I'm saying? We can still fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, it, you know, win, lose, or draw. Just the places you've gone. Yes. You know, so like, mentally, so when I'm done, when I'm done with a big job, man, it is. It's funny to me. Um, it's entertaining. It's like I can't believe. I can't it's believe. Said, I can't believe that like. As messed up as you've seen me drink before, and like just wasted away at, at three, four o'clock in the morning, where you know what I'm saying when it was bar all in there, man. It was all right, in there. exactly. And like to be here today, like looking you in the eye and be like, "Here, well, here's here's who I am now." You Could've know what I'm saying? Like, right. Could have been gone exactly, exactly, bro. You know how many times, like, like, bro, like, the, like these little scars on the top of my hand, like, I, I showed up home after the bar, like I, I left the bar and then count home, and my hand was bloody. Like, how did that happen? Rashid's like, "What happened to your hand?" I'm like, "Oh, I thought maybe you knew." You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was doing to myself. You know what I'm saying? And like, so I could have been gone. I could have yeah. been gone. Like, you legit. Me up. Right. You know? And so Turned life, got, it around. life got different, man. And like, uh, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with any local churches here in town. I, I don't really attend any of them, but I used to go to I Worship Center and I, I met a dude there named James Smiley. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Mr. Smiley. I know Mr. Smiley. Dr. Smiley. Yes. Dr. Mm-hmm. James Smiley. Um, and he was praying over people. And he, at the time, he didn't really know me. Like we, Now, we have a relationship now, and it's not like a really, really good one. But he absolutely knows who I am by first name and all that. Um, but when he didn't know anything about me, he called me down to the front, and he told me something to pray. Because like uh, Pastor Eric Hansen at the time was still the pastor there and asked uh, if you needed some prayer to come down. And so I came down, and he's like, I, I, I busted out crying. I didn't have the words. My spirit was like just... I did not have the words to say, you know what I'm saying? I'm a million miles from home and I'm lonely. I didn't know how to say that kind of stuff, you know? And he's like, I feel like God's telling me to tell you to paint your freedom. Hmm. And I was like, whoa, I wrote that down. Wow. Well, check this out though. So (laughs) I wrote to you. Right. But, but not immediately though. Not immediately. I got the best, the message. I wrote it down, stuck it in my Bible. Boom. And then I thought about it sometime later after I started my company and I'm a business card on the front, just slightly, I put on there, paint your future. I misquoted it. I thought it was God told me paint your future. And I'm putting that everywhere on the internet. Nothing's happening. Okay. Then this year, okay, my client, <laughs> it called, uh, he was at the legislative office uh, in downtown on Third Street. Um and seen a wall across the street that said graffiti here. And uh, he sent me a picture of it. He said, you're a graffiti guy. Fix this shit. I said, where? And I'm on it. Where? You know, I looked at the, the railing right there. I said, that's the third street tracks. I know right where that's at. I've wanted that wall since I've been in Springfield. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I went down there. I got out on foot. Uh, I had one of my little homies with me. And I, I had a T-shirt. I'm like, here, put this on. You, we, we look bigger in numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we got out on foot and went and found the owner uh, of the building. And uh, I told him what I wanted to do. Well, I, you know, I said, can I paint the wall? And, uh, and he allowed me to. And when I put up there on the wall in the right-hand corner, I, I wrote up there, paint your freedom. And so when he first initially gave me that wall, he didn't want me to do graffiti, it turns out. He didn't want actual graffiti. Even though he wrote graffiti here, he wanted a mural. 
I did my name, 14 feet tall, 40 feet wide, R.E.K., that train's going from Chicago to St. Louis. Look at me. You know what I'm saying? I got all my yeah. social medias up there and everything. Train a couple times a day. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? I was getting mad love. Yeah, we ride that. Uh, road, but, right. but, he, but he only let it rock for six weeks, and I showed up. Uh, okay, so the wall, if you look at the picture, there's a stud that goes right in the middle that I left. It was a steel, uh, an, uh, an old steel beam from like, you know, the 1800s. I didn't want to disrespect it and paint over that. I thought that was really cool. So I, I just painted around that. And so he had gotten half of the wall painted over white. He, he hated me at this point. I did graffiti when he wanted a mural. And then we'd, we'd yelled at each other and stuff. And, uh, well, this time I got my daughter in the truck. So now it's got to be a little bit different. But I'm still very, very upset, okay? Yeah. I get out the truck and I can't even keep the phone steady. I'm trying to record them and do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like the girls on TV. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and then, it, then it dawns on me. Wait a minute. He's pointing one back at me. And I'm like. On his end, I got to look like an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I got to. I got to look scared. I'm shaking. I get back in the truck. I start deleting everything. And he comes to the truck, and he's upset. And I said, oh, no, no, hold on. I want to show you something. I said, I'm deleting this right now. And, like, he's he's upset, upset. And then I, was, I started shouting at him, but I started shouting things that I liked. Literally, I started shouting about how I love the project that he's working on, how hard-headed he is, the fact that you done did all that demolition work by yourself. I'm like, I like what you're doing. I'm like, we just disagree about the graffiti. I'm like, can't that just be water under the bridge? Huh. Yeah. And so instead of painting over the second half fully, he done left the K for three more weeks um, because it was super big and colorful. And then to paint your freedom. And then so when he decided, you know, this kind of looks funny, it doesn't look even, he painted over it and put like these balloons up there. It still says paint your freedom up there. And since that day, that was June 1st this year, uh, I've been painting nonstop graffiti ever since. Like it's just thing after thing. Ever since I used that, what God told me, what James Smiley said that here, I feel like God's telling you this. Ever since I started using it, taking it serious, and it's in all my posts and everything, my whole life then changed. Mm. Changed. It's only October, bro. That was June. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, so check this out. Here's what, so at my house, we don't use a babysitter for the youngest baby. We're, we're, you know, I'm old now. I don't want to miss anything. Right. Mom's a nurse three days a week. And so on those three days, I'm stay at home dad or I'm putting in bids and I'm taking the baby with me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You, you, you met me. You've seen the baby out there. Well, I don't know if she was there or not when, when you first met me or not, but she, she yeah, not, not the you. first time, but yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But so, so I, I I'm sorry, I forgot where I was. I started thinking about the fair. Stay at home. Yeah, yeah but so home, you know, yeah. and so like, uh, I'm a I'm a stay at home dad those three days, and then the the other days, uh, I'm just hustling and and trying to make all this stuff happen. But from June until October, that my my life then just changed, changed. Like it's not like little things. I'm talking like like major people are starting to take rec- recognition of what I'm doing. Like I told you, like I'm jumping and recognize his inbox. He's jumping right back in mind talking about like, that's dope what you're doing. This comic book creator talking about like, man, I love what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And like, uh, like if you look on my, on my pictures, because like a lot of my influence for graffiti, like I'm going to name drop here real quick was scheme and and all the early members of tats crew back when they were just tat crew before TAT before, you know what I'm saying? They got with terror squad and these guys are all starting to like my pictures Ever since I put that hashtag, paint your freedom, what God told me to do uh, over 10 years ago. You obey. Over 10 <clears throat> years ago, bro. And, and, and it's not like I, I, I've done everything to like clean myself up. I smoke weed like a chimney. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like God's not looking for the purpose, or for the perfect. He's not like calling like 
these people who are already prepared. He's like, go. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, run faster. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And and like, and it's crazy, bro. And I'm not even religious. And that's just really how it is. And like taking that like serious, it really gave me a relationship with like a a creator, creator, somebody that really is bigger than me because he's got to be because this idea is bigger than me. I'm here sitting in a room full of full grown men listening to me speak about just things that I do on a daily basis. It's bigger than me. He's going to use you. Yes. And, and like, and, and early on, once I started thinking about REK services, I started thinking about it just being bigger and stronger and like wanting to affect other people, man. And like wind up in their pictures where like they could be having a bad day, but there's a grief feeding mural. Let's all smile and take this picture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah, let's back up for a second. You you're talking about your influences. And when you when you're speaking on influences, um not everybody is versed in graffiti and the type of, Oh yeah, yeah, my bad. of art it, it it truly is. So when you speak on influence, are you speaking on lines, style, schemes? What are you talking about that influence uh, what you like to do? Okay, so uh Real early on uh, with, with graffiti, we didn't we didn't have the internet. You know what I'm saying? Right. We we had like it was, in my neighborhood. We didn't have black books. We had we had notebooks just like that. You know what I'm saying? Line mm-hmm. paper that everybody was drawing on with, with pens and papers uh, that their mom took from work or something. Um, but they had magazines and whatnot, and so I started getting the magazines and the books, uh, or they started getting them, and I started looking at them, and and, and then like graffiti started popping up like in different like uh, rock magazines and, and like before the, before there was even hip hop magazines when they were just rock and roll magazines and they didn't know where to put the stuff they'd put them in there. And so that's where I started to find it. And when I was talking about scheme, there's a writer named scheme uh, from New York uh, initially, and he lives in Chicago now. And like, so if you, if you look in like the book, like subway art uh, or, you know, you'll, you'll see some of his stuff on there and re like, I was drawn to it because there was a picture of him uh, in front of a train car where it said scheme and the outline was real fat and he's laying on the track and he's wearing the, the old long tube socks, you know, looking yeah. dumb as hell. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and like, on them. Right. You know, um, but I was just like, wow, all this other graffiti looked different. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, it was all super complicated. And here came scheme. Super simple. Dope outline stuck out from the crowd and I was like I like that I like that and uh, and so I started to watch other artists like that and they were like when you're talking about lines in New York they were rocking train lines um but I'm not as well versed honestly in who was rocking what line out there that's not the way I'm studying them you know what I'm saying it's like you know that's those are their personal details that if they write a book they got to worry about um but I was just you know looking at all their pictures and stuff and like you know like even like uh last year I did a piece and I sent it to scheme and, and like hey what do you think of this and he kind of blew me off the, oh the background's too busy but you know what and at first I was real butt hurt you know what I'm saying <laughs> I was real butt hurt yeah. I done put all this work into it but he was right he was right um I started I kept that same exact style and I dropped the background that he was talking about. And now, you know, here I am talking to you guys about it, you know, he was checking him out for a reason. Yeah, that's it. You know, and and that's it. Sharing information. Yeah. yeah, You know, and that's, and uh, and there was a lot of artists out there like that, man. Besides him, there was uh, in in Tat's crew, a guy that goes by nicer. Uh, His letters are always a little bit different and thinner, um, you know, and like he's got a nice little 3d to him 
um, and then uh, BG183, like his stuff was like, I was like, well, what is going on here? Like he was making stuff that automatically to me, like he's got this one B and G that he does that looks like a sticker. And I believe he did actually make it into stickers. But I was like, what is this? Uh, I live in Chicago where it's all gang graffiti. And if you really want to go to the north side, you'll see some characters. But I wasn't seeing like that kind of stuff. These guys were artists and thinking a little bit outside the box. And it was like in Chicago, we were getting the leftovers of the style. Um, and so you were seeing a whole bunch Trickle of different, down. yeah, sure. yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's the Midwest. Right. And it's, that's exactly it. And so I was watching a lot of East coast guys like that, man. Um, and just, man, it was tracing their stuff. There was a guy in Chicago and I don't know whatever happened to this guy. He's not as famous as what he was when uh, he was a teenager, but he used to write crime. And uh, at the time he had the cleanest letters I had ever seen in person. Um, and I, I loved tracing his stuff and trying to do my own letters and taking one letter and like, oh, well, if I flip it this way, I can make it this letter. And like, you know, just I'm making all my own stuff off of somebody else's until I had my own thing. Right. You know, and that's where I'm at now. And now it's not, it's like, I don't even have my own thing. A lot of times I got, you know, I was just telling you three days a week, I'm a stay at home dad <laughs> running a business. I'm doing bids and, 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 and uh, back office stuff. Uh, a lot of times when I'm painting this stuff like that, that narwhal that, that I did, uh, that was somebody else's drawing. I just contacted him. I was like, Hey man, this is kind of dope. You mind if I put this on my wall? I was going to do it anyways. Uh -huh. Um, but I, you know, I was like, I'm going to give you mad As love. Artist. Yeah. Permission. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know Mission. what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You know, some fan art. I'm going to rip you. Right. Well, it, well this same dude. All right. So back, like, you remember, uh, when I was working at Barnum every now and then you'd see me actually out on the street painting on tarps. Uh, yeah. You did down. something for school. Yeah. Right. Well, one of the guys I was running around with, this was him. And at the time he done told me, and I didn't realize the severity of it, that he started doing graffiti because of me. Oh, wow. Right, 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 Respect. right. Well, yes and no. But wow. also at that time I was taking a lot of pills and drinking. And so like I, I didn't do our friendship justice, but I searched him out for years until I finally found him again. And now we're friends again because I, I had to come to him and be like, hey, bro, this is how I was living. This is me now. You know, you want to give me a chance to get to know me again. We could do something. Right. And now it's on my wall. You know what I'm That's saying? What's up. Now it's on my wall and it's a registered museum. <laughs> Yeah, true. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, but it was somebody else's art is what I'm saying is I, I did that. Like even like the fence, there's a fence uh, on my stuff that I that's on the west side of Springfield um, over by like uh, that Memorial Christian Village off of uh, Washington. All that stuff was just clip art that I found online that I just doctored up just a little bit. And and I'm not trying to say that to make less of somebody's graffiti art, but uh, I was trying to think like Jeff Bezos, real talk, like, um, because if you go online, I mean, you got a nice house here, so I'm assuming that you got prime. Um, and I, if, and, 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 <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? My house ain't that nice and I got it. Yeah, I know he got it. Yeah, he, he got it. It's, his whole queue is full. <laughs> but it's the worst functioning app um, on Apple TV. And we've got two different generations of Apple TV and it's the worst functioning app on both of them. But he's out there. And his Jeff Bezos approach is, put it out, we'll fix it later. You know what I'm saying? Got yeah. guys running behind it with tools and whatnot. Hmm. And so that's kind of what I was doing with my artwork. Let's just get it out. Let's just get it out. Let's say we'll get a product and we'll worry about the stuff later. Let's that matters. Yeah. Get Absol it out there. We'll adapt to show life. Absolutely. I need to show them that I mean business. And I do, man. I do. How am I going to look at uh, this little girl in the eye and be like, you could be anything you want, but I couldn't be a graffiti artist. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, baby. Go to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so at what point in your mind, I, 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 you might have already went over, but let's go back to it. At what point in your mind did you realize that 
this style of art is something that was inside of you that you wanted to bring out and you were confident enough to display it to people? Uh, that actually happened pretty early on um, because I was cocky before I was good. Um, you know, it is from it is what it is. You know, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm from the hood, too. Like I'm wearing, you know, like I'm wearing some nice shoes with my paint clothes right now. So like we were better dressed. So the, the cockiness comes with that kind of stuff. I'm just being honest. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. Um, it's competitive. out Yes, there. it is. It is. Um, so I was cocky before I was good. So that's that's what happened there. Uh, so I was always in people's face with it. Uh <laughs> And like here, here I am. You gotta have confidence in yourself, though. Yes, yes. Um, so like, like the ice deli on the west side of town that looks like a, a zebra. Yeah, I painted that. Um, and like years before that, uh, I painted that. And I, I know somehow, like if I look at my Google account, I can see some old pictures from back in the day, from like three phones ago. While well, I was looking at that, you know, and I was like. Oh, this is, I hope nobody else, I'm looking at my Google account like, I hope nobody else can see this because I found that pretty easy from a computer I'm not even logged into. Uh, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, this is terrible work. And I was so proud of it though, because I did it. And I didn't realize that I was just proud because I did something with my life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, I, right. You know, and I, and, and now it's like, man, I'm so glad I did. Because it, it just like the same way, like you're you're, the, the, you're, you're a coach. Uh, you're going to build these kids up and tell them how awesome they are before they realize it. Because you can actually see the awesomeness yeah. that they that that they can't even walk with yet because it's so big. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, like when Slim Shady said he was walking like an alcohol a midget alcoholic with a ladder in his back pocket. That's how these kids are with their with their greatness. Yeah. They that's why they're tripping all over themselves because yeah, they they're so amazing they and they don't it know yet. it. Um, but what we forgot is that we are as adults too. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and we're so easy to get uh, distracted by the pile of bills on the counter, uh, by the text message, by the meeting that didn't go right, uh, the, the contract that didn't get signed and all that stuff piles up. And we forget that we're amazing people. We forget that, you know, like, you know, I don't know that we're all just special. We, we, we do. And you spoke on again, you spoke on something earlier and you said that you had some um, depression in your. Oh, yeah, that you were, absolutely. That you man. were battling and dealing absolutely. with. Absolutely. So this is another thing that almost seems divine. I did not know this when I made that call to you yesterday. Did you know that today is Mental Health Awareness Day? I yeah. did not. I saw did that not day. know that I, until today. I, I, did, I did not know that either until I was on LinkedIn. Um, and then even on LinkedIn, I'm actually on my posts because you could check it out, man. Telling these people that I, you know, I am depressed. I am like my my mom and dad got divorced when I was real early when I was real young. Um, my brother started gangbanging. My my sister, you know, she was a teenager, so she you know she's having sex with her boyfriend. There's nobody in the house. It's me and my little little sister, uh, but we can't go outside because there's gang violence. You know what I'm saying? I was I was literally nine years old when I witnessed with my own eyes a murder, and within three months of that, I'd just seen somebody commit suicide. Like literally, like so you know, in the bigger cities, a lot of times on the corner the building the apartment buildings are like L-shaped. They're, they're, they're very big buildings. Well, we were sitting on the step of one of the L-shaped buildings over here. And then across the street, you can see up the stairwell, uh, a guy who had failed uh, suicide attempts three other times in this neighborhood because like uh, they made that movie on with the heroin. What's the one with Denzel Washington? Uh, he got good. American gangster. Yes. Well, oh, right. So that heroin explosion was going on at that time in my life. But I'm in Chicago, but it's still oh, a major city. So it's everywhere. And this is one of the guys dealing with it. And uh, so this was the time where he was successful with his suicide attempt. He went up to the top stairs uh, and me and the kid who is now my brother-in-law, Joey Pena, uh, were sitting there and uh, 
dude hung himself right there in front of us. We're little oh, boys. Wow. We're little boys. We don't know what's going on. We see him, and at yeah. first it's funny, and it's not until the, the ambulance and fire trucks all start coming that we realize, you know, so what's going serious. on. So, but yeah, but like that kind of stuff, man. And witnessing murders at an early age, and there's always gun violence. And like, so the house that we lived in, there's a lot of big brick houses in Chicago. We didn't have one of those that had the front steps. Our steps were on the side, but it was still brick in front. Okay. And like the ones that you see, they have like the three little stones. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Like yep. the bungalow. We're in one of those. And right behind those stones, you most houses like that, there's actually an old cast iron radiator. Um, you know how many nights we had to sleep on the floor in front of that radiator in oh, case bullets done, yeah, in case bullets then came in because like all right, so I grew up like uh, with gangs that are now on on gangland, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the Saint and Disciples where they were taking they 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 were growing on my block on 59th and Sacramento where I grew up. You know what I'm saying? My 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 cousin was over on 62nd in Albany run, running at 16 years old running a whole block. Got dudes twice his age answering to him because he's got a screw loose. So like all that stuff, bro, like it, it does lead to depression, bro. And it's like I didn't recognize it as depression my whole life. Everybody was like, oh, you're an addict. You're an alcoholic. Um, and so I even tried to get treatment for it because I got sober without treatment, mind you. Uh, I, and I, I had a problem going into an AA meeting and walking into a room and telling a whole room full of people that I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. You know what I'm saying? Like I know the power of words. And I'm like, I'm not saying that about myself in a room full of people. And I started like getting like weird feelings about it. I didn't like it. And I also didn't get sober (laughs) immediately either. But all that stuff, man, like that, that I thought it was drugs and alcohol. Um, But the one thing that like programs like that and other programs got right is that the drugs and alcohol are a symptom. They're a symptom. I was really sad. I was really, right. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was really sitting alone and crying. I really uh, was calling certain people in my life and being honest with it. And it turns out that those conversations, those ones where I was being honest with it is what makes it so easy to sit here and look you guys in the eye and talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And that I'm 42 and just don't give a shit anymore. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, No, real talk. That's it. You know I mean? That comes with age. But I mean, it it was severe. Um, I mean, there's point I've, I've had points where like, uh, I, I took too many pills and wound up in the hospital. Um, I, I just would drink and take pills. It, it, I would drink and drive and like like and and it's not like it's. I'm not talking like uh, have a couple of beers. I'm talking wasted. I also taking like hardcore pills. You know, like Xanax and stuff like that. Like that's a terrible combination yeah. to get behind a car. Oh yeah, and, and it wasn't even my car most of the time. I'm driving somebody else's car. And I, you know, with them they put gas in it too. I'm a, a but, but I'll crash it for I'll crash it for you. Know, I got you. <laughs> you know, I'll get you that insurance check to cover the gas. <laughs> yeah, and. and and I, I didn't recognize it as depression at first. Um, and it wasn't until uh, really, honestly, it was around the time when I started to, to meet this guy, Mike McCormick, that I, that I was telling you about later and started listening to these uh, motivational speakers. And they started really hitting on on bold. Well, what were bold topics for me? You know what I'm saying? I knew I was always emotional, but I didn't always want to talk about it with everybody in the room. You know what I'm saying? And, and these guys were screaming at my ear, guys like Eric Thomas, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, you know, like she's screaming at me, you know, telling me to do more. Tell you, this guy's preaching at me about folding laundry. And I'm like, man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, Motivation. Right. You know, Motivation. but I'm really listening though. You know what I'm saying? I'm really listening. The same thing you were talking about as a coach earlier, when you see the potential and you like, you know, yes. that's the person that tells us as adults where we're giving that energy to our children yeah. and not to ourselves or we do each other. You know what I'm saying? Where we uplift each other and, and hold each other accountable and build each other. Yes. But definitely, like you were saying, you know, uh, the motivational 
speakers and things like oh, that. Yeah. They they help a lot of people. Um, prior to us doing the podcast, prior to the 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 type of jobs that I can do now, that's where I started myself. I mean, Todd, I Todd knows the story. I would tell. I come into work talking about the same thing. You just say, "Hey, man, yeah. Eric Thomas." Oh yeah. Check him out. Absolutely. And it just it would go from uh, Eric Thomas to yeah. a, a business person to a person talking about self care to you name it. Right. All of a sudden, it I'm would, listening to like old Zig Ziglar and Zig stuff. Ziglar, you know, like. yes. <laughs> but but those got. It's important to have people outside of your barometer that are on an elevated status that want to help and that absolutely are speak like you said the power of word that are speaking good words into your atmosphere. You want to take that in and consume that because your mind is filled with what you put in it and around it. For me though, like Bo, I was like, I I still felt like uh, that, that worthless uh, alcoholic bouncer working for 40 bucks a night, you know, going and getting in fights for 40 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like what? (laughs) That sounds crazy now. (laughs) Right. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? I don't even want to say, can we edit that out? You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, like going through that stuff and I needed to know that I can make it, bro. I, and guys like like E.T. out here talking about I was eating out of garbage cans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I needed to well, know you that, ain't there. I needed to know that I can make it. Like this guy who wrote this book, this Punk Taco book, he can tell you. Um, besides, you know, like uh, hoping that somebody sees my artwork, it's more than that. He's a human with a family. You know what I'm saying? And like, bro, I, I'm a, I'm in his inbox telling him like on a regular basis, we're already friends. It's okay. I don't have to say this stuff. And I'm like, bro, thank you for following your dreams. I just want to reiterate, you know, if guys like you didn't, I wouldn't know which way to go. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have this way. And it's not just him, but other guys that have paved the trail that have gone down this weird path that uh, other people might not have thought was the same way. The the good, the easy, safe way would have been to get a job with some insurance. And, you know, it, that be just comfortable. Yeah, that just wasn't for me. I was, I've never been comfortable. Why should I be comfortable Growth now? Growth doesn't you happen know what I'm saying? Like, in comfortable situations. Right, I don't know how to be comfortable. I say some awkward stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I don't cre- know how to be comfortable. Creation doesn't come out of smoothness. It needs no. friction. Yes, yes. You, you did. You brought a, a a book in here. It's pretty dope. Speak on this a little bit. It okay. Kind of yeah. The, so, uh, the, first of all, the, the author does not know that I'm doing this. Hi, Adam. (laughs) So this is a book called Punk Taco. Um, I started following this guy on Twitter, um, and it was really just something he said, a comment that I like. I looked on his page, and and, and he wasn't a dick. You know what I'm saying? Um, And and so then it became, and all of a sudden, he's pushing a Kickstarter campaign for a book called Punk Taco. Okay, you know, I see Kickstarters all the time, but I don't know until later. Um, I'm listening to some music, um, looking into who is this guy, and a song by uh, Apathy comes on with another dude named Illis. Um, and it turns out that Adam is Illis. He had a song with Apathy. Um, and, and I don't know if you guys know who Apathy is or not, but I, I like him a lot. I like a lot of underground music, and Apathy's just speaking the truth. He did this song that a lot of people really like called uh, "The Cut from the Cloth of the Kennedys. Uh, that was real popular. Um, and I heard that song, and I was like, wait a minute, this is this dude. Um, so now I'm really interested. And I sure. started uh, you know, really talking to him and seeing what he was about. And uh, I knew back then and early in the relationship that I wanted to do some fan art for him. 
But at the same time, now I just look like I'm kissing ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm just trying to get seen. And and part of it, yes, I am just trying to get seen. But like, man, I don't felt like I'm really this guy's friend. And that's not how I want to start the relationship off. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't do any fan art initially. And then all of a sudden he's at New York Comic Con and uh, he posts on his Twitter that he did that Spider-Man one because his book sold out. This sold out at New York Comic Con. I don't know if anybody watching this knows how big of a deal that is. That's huge. Right. That's huge. huge. Um, and so he had to have something to do, and he drew Punk Taco with the little Spider-Man mask on there, and I was like, yo, check that out. And I was like, man, I hopped on right away. How would you like to see this spray painted on the wall? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I need some red paint. I got to go to Hobby Lobby. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, like, you're right on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, th- three bucks, 40% off coupon. I'm out the door with exactly what I needed, <laughs> you know? Um, and I was painting for him and, and uh, putting it online. It, it just... I just love what what the character is is about. So if you start to read this, because this is an all ages graphic novel, uh, there's a lot about anti bullying. Um, he's standing up against tyrants. He he's doing his thing and he's doing it with music and he's influencing it. And there's a part in the story where he's like, oh, like what you were looking at earlier, that same yeah. page that you were looking at, that was the same page I was drawn to my first night too, where the people are standing around him saying, oh, I, I didn't realize that I was influencing you. You know, like oh wait a minute, music. And I think a lot of people, careers. and I think a lot of people don't realize that whatever they're doing, that they're passionate about, like they're having that effect. Do you remember that kid that used to come around Bar None and play his guitar all the time? On the skateboard. Yes. With the amp. How amazing was he? Yeah, he was. But he didn't know. He was on wheels. He didn't know how amazing he was. You know, and maybe he does, and I and I just don't see it. I want to give him credit mm-hmm. because he was pretty damn good at what he's. He's just out there doing what he loves. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, and, but. Trying to be seen. Right. That affected me so much that you knew exactly who I was talking about. Didn't yeah, take you I knew two seconds. Talking about. Didn't, didn't take you two seconds. And so that's what I related to once I did. Uh, I put a few dollars towards the Kickstarter, just enough. You know, I got a family, you know, and I, and I yeah. just started my own business. So we had scraped up just enough money to kick enough uh, money for his Kickstarter to get the book in return. Um, and so that's, that's what I did, man. Um, and I'm glad I did. Um, seriously, like. I don't know. Not everybody gets to have that opportunity to create, you know, and it's like I don't, there's no money involved in what I did that for that project for him. There's nothing. It's just a little bit of fan art. That's all it is. But it's fan appreciation. art. Appreciation. You know what I'm saying? And on my end, it's fan art with opportunity. Maybe somebody sees it and maybe it's not even somebody who I think it is. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe that's one of those seeds that will grow two years down the line. Sure. That you know what I'm saying? more than money. Right. And then that's just exactly you can't it's spend a, that. It, right. That's, you know, that's, that's for you. Right. You know, and and, and, uh, and then I, I'm hoping that like, honestly, what my hopes are, and, and I know this is maybe I'm, I'm, I'm getting bigger than my own head here. I'm hoping that at some point that my name or my picture or some of my art winds up in this book. That's what I hope for, because I think this is a big thing. I look at it. He's got a little song for it on YouTube uh, and it's not actually a cartoon. It's a bunch of like, uh, it's like a slideshow he put together, but he did it really well. So it's almost like, it's almost animated. You know what I'm saying? He's like a hair away from it. But that I was like, bro, this could be a cartoon. And I'm reading this. This is a, a Saturday morning cartoon waiting to happen, bro. There's, you know, there's there's tragedy. There's there's funny stuff. You know, they're they're making they're making nachos. This, you know, he's a taco known for making nachos. That's weird. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love it. You know, and my, go and make my, little nacho. Right. And, and then like, bro, like, uh, you know, I mean, my, my phone's got three thousand pictures. I've had this book for a little bit of time now. You see pictures of my daughter, man. I catch her sitting alone with this thing all the time. And, and like that's the telltale sign. Like, it's if, good. right when they make a cell phone, who do they give it to? They want to see if babies can operate it. You know what I'm saying? Well, babies are operating this, so I believe in it. <laughs> I believe in it, bro. You know, if you're watching this right now, just know I believe in it. 
That's awesome. That's what's up. Shout out to Punk yeah. Taco. Shout out, shout out, shout yeah. out. Taco. <laughs> so what, what's what's next for you? Um, I don't know, man. A lot of this stuff, honestly, you know what? It's a kind of a fly by the seat of my pants situation. Um, it pops up, ah, you know, like that's where the faith comes in, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's it. You know, they talk about you got to have faith. You do. You do because we hit these moments uh, where, you know, we get like behind on the bills sometimes. We're like, oh, what are we going to do? Do I go get a job? You know, and it's like, no. Boom. Phone rings. Boom. Message on LinkedIn. Boom. Message on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so I don't don't really know what's next. I, I know that one thing is for sure is that when I die, I want everything that I've ever touched to be worth some money for the people that own it. And that's it. Sure. That's it. You know, so I, I, your I don't legacy. Know. Yes. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what's left. I, I just know that I got to finish this pro this process where I'm at now because I'm almost about to. Well, let me backtrack. I know some things that I'm going to do like because I'm, I'm almost about to rebrand. Um, You know, like I've got yeah. the, like the T-shirts are already there. They're there at Miles T-shirts already. They're already there. They're different colors. The, the, the hashtags in a different spot. I got these as cheap as I could for just to have something with my name on it. Because if I'm not going to wear my name on my back, who's gonna yeah. um, a, and uh, be a billboard? Right. But, you know, and but the next level is going to be a little bit more about. Uh, it's it's going to be more about the art for sure. Like, I mean, everybody can already see the transition. That's very obvious for, especially for the people that follow me on LinkedIn. I don't know uh, what uh, Instagram really knows about me and that's how we came into a relationship. Well, no, we met at the, met at, the, at, the fair. at the fair yeah. where I was out there doing my thing. Um, but like the people on LinkedIn, all they knew me as at first was, uh, I was this guy painting houses and I started slowly dropping the graffiti on them. Um, and, and I had to be careful because I would drop a graffiti pick and they get all kinds of love, but then people didn't want a graffiti artist painting in their house. Right. I'm a criminal because I'm a Stick criminal. It comes with it. <laughs> you know, and yeah. right. And, and so I, you know, there was a lot of that and, and, and I had, it was a lot of back and forth. I got to start all over again. I got to start all over again, build up their trust. And, and so the next phase, cause they can all see that I'm clearly getting into more graffiti. The next phase, um, things that I, I I'm interested in getting involved in, like I'd like to start designing like some, uh, uh, minor league baseball, logos i love minor league baseball logos even though i don't like sports their logos are so fun they change yeah, they are they, they just change them all the time change the whole team's uniform like that's dope to me yeah um and, and so i, I want to get into some of that uh and i'm studying a lot of stuff right now on my own not in school uh about social media and where to go because my youtube is very archaic at the moment extremely uh 26 followers yeah and all three of you that are watching me thank you you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know shout like out. right right 22 of them you gotta shout out to me. the people following you right man. and uh and so the the next phase uh honestly i'm hoping to include more uh more media stuff more stuff like this um the room in my house where you guys are seeing those videos that is uh that is a museum now i know it sounds stupid it's just a bedroom in my house that's connected to my kitchen um but it it is a museum it's an underground appointment only museum uh, i'm inviting artists i've got myself and another uh illegal artist from here in springfield one of the guys that you see uh painting on the plastic all the time uh that he wanted, he he actually writes cunt and once I found that out, I know I found out because some lady actually hired me, hired me to clean it up. But his his idea was this: everybody's writing in their school books, they're drawing little dicks, you know. Yeah, um, everybody he, is right. So he thought if I do this, I can get on the news and get seen. 
Hey, what you uh, say earlier? Trying to be seen. Yeah, right, that's right, the struggle right. of yeah. the artist. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, his 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 art is in my house. He got seen. Uh, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, matter of fact, I honestly, I think he's a better artist than myself. I honestly do, man. Uh, when we're, when it comes on to spray paint, he's softer on the trigger than I am. Um, I, I'm more like, yeah, I'll paint over it later. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Keep going. They, they know who I am. I'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or this kid's all like, he's he, he's surgical with it. Um, oh, I, I really like it a lot, man. Um, and so the next phase is I, I want to work more with guys like that. You know, those those younger cats, man, that are that are coming up that are confused because uh, the other writer that he's writing with, the guy who writes Bones, uh, he could tell you I'm, I'm in his in- inbox all the time preaching at him, telling him like, you know, like, no, I'm not hanging with you till you get your shit together, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like and then finally he's like, well, I'll come over to your house and I'll come out there sober. I'm like, you don't need to sober up for me. I sobered up for me. That's enough weight. I can't handle your weight. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, bro, I just want you to, you know, want more for yourself. Yeah, and, true. You know, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, I want to. He doesn't know that I like him a real lot. I'm, I'm, I'm hard on him. I see, I see a lot of myself in him. You know what I'm saying? Same I, thing that brought you through, though. Right, right. I see. I actually see more of myself in him than I do the other kid. Uh, the other kid's just more. Uh, he's more out there. He's, you know, for you know, he doesn't look like he would be out there, but he is. He is, man. Um, and so I want to work more with guys like that. Um, I, I want to see the museum thing come just a little bit bigger. Uh, I would like to see at least at least a mid-level hip-hop act for some reason, for no reason at all, just because they're in central Illinois uh, at my house. You know what I'm saying? I'll make them some pop brownies and we'll get down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could open you up. Yeah. And I'm christening the place. Though, right. You know? And that's what that's what I'm saying. And, 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 I'm, and I'm all for that kind of stuff. Matter of fact, I got that. You know, there's there, there's already a local rapper that wants to do it. Uh, you know, uh, that, that kid, AJ Dollars, he wants to do it, man. Um, I worked with AJ out at the Crown Plaza. Uh, I've always liked his work ethic man he's he's a hustler um you know and, and i really like that about him um but i want to see more more people like that i want to see him in my house doing my thing i can't see a good enough reason why it can't be me anymore where'd you I'm, come I'm done. where'd you come up with the idea to open that up to do that in <laughs> okay we're the gonna get after goes. Oh, it's a beautiful uh, well thing. no here's all right so i'm a stepdad um, and I'm not very good at it. <laughs> uh, my, no, well, my, the 16, the 15 year old, right before he turned 16, um, he, he started smoking weed, uh, which is not a bad thing. I don't really care about that. His grades actually improved when he started smoking weed. Okay. You know, that's probably one of those ADHD cases. Case study. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and like, so I, you know, so that, that wasn't a problem for me. It was the problem with me for him was that he was leaving me hanging all the time. Like, bro, come on. You're going to benefit off all this money. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not that I'm making a lot of money. Your house is much nicer than mine, but I don't have to go to anybody else's house or anybody else's place of that. They start and, and work for them. Right. Um, and I'm working, so I'm working here, taking right, care of us. Right, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I'm dad here, and, and him and I, we're we're not worlds apart. Uh, Cause he, he we, his his name's BB, and BB and I are not worlds apart, man. Um, he, I mean, we we would sit and have hours, hours long conversations, you know, searching into each other's soul. Well, at this time in his life, he's 15, he's neglecting his chores, and he done left me hanging, like left the house and just left for like two days. Like I didn't see him. And you know we live in Athens, so there's only like one of three places he can really be. Where is he going? He ain't got no license. He's 15, not 16. He ain't got no license. And so I went and found him at grandma's house and started tripping on him. You know what I'm saying? And like, probably like, and the neighbors are out and they hear me. But again, now I'm careful what I'm yelling at him. You know what I'm saying? I'm yelling positive things at him, but that's not how he tells the story to grandma. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I'm like, go talk to your nosy ass neighbors the whole that heard the whole thing. And before you know it, he's moving into grandma's house, which is only like four blocks from where we live. So the room was open, and honestly, BB being gone i miss you kid because he still hasn't been home it was making me sad 
if we're really going to be honest here, it was making me sad in, in, in that empty room. And so the way to fill it was to be in there painting. Sure. And, and I, I can show you the text messages as I'm sending them pictures because we went from not talking to me, sending them pictures of my artwork. You know what I'm saying? Tell him, come home. You know what I'm saying? Come home. You got the dopest room in the world. <laughs> and, and it's just like, you know what, though? He's 16. Chances are he's just going to live at his grandma's. Because mom's OK with him being over there. Um, it's, it, all right. it's all right with him being it, there. It is. It is. It is. It is. I, I, I'm hurt because I think I. It, it, I'm hurt because he's my son. Yeah, it'll make you stronger. You know what I'm saying? I'm hurt because he's my son. And so that's he's really what opened it up. It was it was, it was was the broken relationship. I, I, I got tired of not seeing him in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and smelling the one-hitters coming out every now and then. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Like, yeah. I got tired of BB not being there. And so uh, I, that narwhal thing came up that I was telling you guys about earlier. And I decided to paint that. And uh, so when I went to go do that narwhal, I went over to, to PPG Paints over on 6th Street because they sell, like, uh, mismatched paints. And they had a, a gallon of paint there that was orange that me and Kristen both really liked. And we're like, let's get this orange. It's tacky. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Different. Well, it turns out that that particular can of paint was mixed for a guy named Troy Freeman, uh, who was a local muralist. Um, he's the one that did the farmer's market mural in the middle of downtown Springfield. But he, also, but he also just got done traveling around and did one for Angus. Like he did all Angus Beef's farms uh, all across the United States. He did that this That's summer. Tight. It was all live on Twitter. It was really oh, cool wow. to watch. Uh, I mean, he's not friends with me or nothing like that. I mean, I just know who he is. He knows who I am. But when I went there at PPG, the guy knows I'm a graffiti artist. He's like, hey, you know, that was actually mixed for a muralist. And I was like, whoa, I'm getting his drippings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, so I know I'm that much closer. So once that happened, that was really the tipping point. It was like, wait a minute. I'm on I'm on his coattails now. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, you know, if I'm getting this Leveling up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I'm so that, that So that actually made me made me understand that, I, it, it, that, that as far as where I was last year, I did level up. And, and I got tons of work to do. You know, <laughs> tons. Uh, like scary amounts of work. Uh, but that that was a tipping point. I was like, okay. And so then all of a sudden, I I, I had called uh, I had called Cunt over. His real name's Josh, but I call him Cunt. I don't care. <laughs> I called Cunt and I went over and picked him up. You know, and and we started painting. Because the day I painted that narwhal, he was painting on the other side. I'm only in the video because I got to get me out there. I love Josh, but like he's got you know he'll get his he'll get there. Trust me, because he's further than I was on his age at his age. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And he's got you for a. Uh, yeah. An example. Yeah, you know. You could pull him along. Right, you know. And and so when I'm watching him paint uh, that day, the ideas were coming in like, oh, I'm going to do more. And, and there is a bunch more coming. Actually, on Monday, I've got another accomplished artist coming uh, out there. And I don't know if we're, what we're going to paint just yet. We haven't discussed that. We'll figure it out on that day. Uh, a guy named Burn353. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Uh, he's all over Instagram. He's got like 20,000 followers on Instagram. Um, and I had I, I had met him years ago. Um, probably around the same time that I met you, uh, down in St. Louis, he had a show down there. Uh, it was on my birthday. And again, this is back around the depression because, uh, my depression, not the, the <laughs> depression, not the, you know, I'm 42, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but this was, but this has to do with my depression because, uh, this was my birthday this year and, uh, everybody had blown me off, man family members, friends, like, and here I was all alone on my birthday and I was about to get wasted and just, uh, you know, I'm going to be be with this. And my boy Spencer, uh, he's one of these guys uh, that, that does the graffiti out. What like, uh, 
by 11th and South Grand, a big mural on the side of Clay's Popeyes, that big, big mural there, mm -hmm. and did D&J's Cafe. Uh, he, he's one of the graffiti artists that did that, and he came, him and his girlfriend came pick me up with a cooler of beer uh, and a bunch of paint. I didn't even have to bring my own paint, and we went down to St. Louis, tagged up the whole city, got wasted, went, wow. to, went to Burns Art Show. That was the first time I met him. Um, and then not that long ago, I, appro I approached him because I still deal with depression, but this time I was open with it. I said, Hey man, listen, I just need a friend in the industry. I'm not trying to steal your style, this and that. And I think, you know, and he invited me to his house and he immediately picked up on the fact that I was genuine because he does a whole different type of art than me. He does some stuff like on wood, but out at my house, he's going to come out there and he's going to, uh, hopefully I'm going to get him to do some stuff on my punk taco walls, what I'm going to aim for. Cause that's uh, going to be a, a, ho a Halloween one. Cause that, that little bit of snippet that I dropped on there yep. of me doing the punk taco, that Halloween music, the guy that made that, uh, my goal for that was really to do that whole wall with a Halloween theme since punk taco was already in a mask. Um, uh, and I'm, yeah, and I'm still, up. and I'm still going down that, down that route. Um, it, <clears throat> But I'm hoping that burn comes down there. Um, it, well, he is coming. He's coming Monday, and I'm hoping that I can convince him to paint that wall with me. So it's another famous artist. Um, and after that point, I'll officially put a call out looking uh, on, across all my social medias, identical on every single one, um, that I'm looking for more artists. And if you're in central Illinois, around Springfield, Illinois, and you can paint, Hit me up. You know what I'm building saying? Building that museum. Yeah, man. yeah, that's it. You know, that's like dope. right, right. You know, and like, and and then and then it'll just change at my discretion when I when I walk in there one morning and be like, all right, and whether it's I'm sick of your stuff or sick of my stuff, it's going that day. No questions asked. You're not going to get a text message. You'll get a video with some music laced over it though on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get your get your pictures now. Right, you know right. What I'm saying you know? frame them up. It's a but, continual thing. Yes, and that's it's, just it. Then it's, it's innovative. It's, yes, and it's live, living and it's breathing. Uh, and it's then, moving right and it's then crazy that, you know and that's the thing about graffiti because a lot of uh, like graffiti artists that are still out bombing lines they hate guys like me uh like if you look look up on, on instagram there's this dj called germs who's also a graffiti dj js1 is actually what i think it is like on on uh on Pandora, but on on, on this or on uh, Twitter, he's germs, but he hates guys like me. And I always think that he's subtweeting me when he's talking about graffiti artists that are getting paid for it, this and that. And I'm like, really? Are you? Are you what about the ones that became tattoo artists and all right. this stuff? You know why? Why am yeah. I different? Because I'm not out bombing lines. But I'm 42. I got kids at home. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I gonna do? Put the baby in one of those things, the carriers, and take her out? You know, a little yeah. mask on her face. You know, like. <laughs> Get her a can. <laughs> well, she, I watched my video. She's already operating cans. But <laughs> but I'm not going to take her out for that. Uh, you know? And so this was my way of staying to it and constantly changing. I don't need something that's going to be up for 15 years. This is graffiti. You know what I'm saying? You could put it up today and it's gone tomorrow. It's graffiti. Yeah. And so that's that's it. That's that's the room. It's graffiti. And, and the name of it is is the room for improvement. Because I think that every one of us, I don't care how good you are when you come through, you know what I'm saying? You're going to see that you're going to leave that room better than you were when you got there. That's for sure. You that's know what awesome. I'm saying? Like, that's word. That's awesome right there. That's word. You know? <laughs> you didn't expect all that coming from me, did you? No. Nah, nah. uh, honestly, I know you a good dude, and I know your story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, hadn't seen you in a while. Then when I saw the tag, it was it was uh, all good again. Yeah. Like you said, we didn't spend many nights yeah. till 4 a.m. Right. And then we walk away from each other, not not knowing. Life, yeah, life's life. You know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's just it's kind of it's reckless. It's straight up reckless, isn't it? Isn't it? and you don't know what someone's going through. But 
to be able to look at you and be able to look at me, know that life does its thing over here too. And to be able to see you and to, for you to be where you are now, it's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, happy for yeah, you. I'm I like, proud I, I like, of you. I like your hair right now, bro. Uh, I don't know I, what's don't, going I, on. I know, but I like it, though, man. I like <laughs> hey, it. It's, it's just I, going. Honestly, like, when you walked in, I was like, man, I, I'm like, man, that's the most you I've ever seen. You. Hey, that's how is, I feel, though. This is real. me, though. Yeah, let, let it yeah. go. Let it grow. And, it, and, it looks wild, but it's uh And I'm actually, I'm I, like, I didn't even know that you were part of this when I first got invited. And I'm glad you are because you verify a lot of what I'm saying. That it's not just something I'm coming here like. No, that's even, real. Even when I was still out there, like before Bar None, like we were doing, you know, we were at Matheny Withrow, you know, giving them hats yeah. and gloves and and backpacks and stuff, uh, you know, it, and so the the desire to want to do more was always there I, you just it's like it, it's self-acceptance issues where i don't feel like i'm good enough to help the next man yeah. um you know it's those struggles as a person like oh man i don't you know self-esteem type of stuff um that really held me back more than anything that's why i'm 42 and doing what 21 year olds are doing you know what i'm saying but like man hopefully well, hopefully when, 42 is at least in when you learn six or something i don't know hey it, it, it better be because yeah, 40 man, man woo. <laughs> hey, it, it, it that, makes you sit back a little more yeah you know yeah you uh you you drink a little more lemonade sit and chill a little more you know like you said take your, your shoes off and stand in the grass yeah. you know wake up before the sun i do that every day right you know and i get that from my parents but Get a jump on the day. There's no sense in sleeping till five and no, then getting up. No, man, get a jump on the day. Right, Enjoy guys, it with your kids. Go right. to the park. The, Play some pickleball. Because your favorite you artist know. ain't doing that. Your favorite artist ain't doing that. When you yeah. look on the back of his CD and, and see all those cameos and whatnot, uh, how do you think? How did they get there? They had to drive there. They had to plan it. They had to make phone calls. It's like you got to do what your favorite artist is doing if you yeah. want to be like your favorite artist and they don't see all that and stuff. And your favorite artist is grind. You're speaking on hip-hop right now. The, one of the hottest artists in the game, the Baby, just released an album. He's on tour. He made his album on tour in the hotels he yeah. was staying in. Yeah. He wouldn't stop. Yeah, and, and uh, B.O.B. wrote uh, Lovelier Than You on a bathtub on tour. Like, that's actually, like, when he's in that song, Lovelier Than You, That's he's beating yeah. on a bathtub. That's actually the bathtub at the hotel and the song. It's art. Yep. That's never stopping. That's, 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 that's right. Just getting it, that's right. You that's can't, getting it done. You can't. Sometimes you can't. You can't redo that first take sometimes, you know? Like, that's it. Man, my first experience, <laughs> we, we were all the way to St. Louis. We recorded in the hotel room. The producer drove from Jeff City up. We, we drove from Springfield. I got off at midnight. Mm. So I'm leaving Springfield at midnight. We meet at the hotel. We record all night till the sun's coming up. We go to IHOP and go to the crib. Mm. That was, had a microphone dangling on a light or something. And we just got it in. Yeah. Got it in. The drive was there. The passion's there. I was young. Yeah. No kids. That's right. And it's like, you got to go. Man. And then when you get our age right now, 42, 43... The drive is still there. The yeah. passion's still yeah. there. The time isn't. That's there's, right. There's more responsibilities. But that's, but, that's not, but, that's, but that's the key, though. Is like is once you learn that the the time isn't there, you you you're gonna go faster. You're yeah. gonna go faster. Or you'll stop. I lost my headphones on this. Or you stop. Yeah. Oh, but you can't stop. You won't. You won't hit the goal if you stop. That's right. That's right. You got you got to keep moving, man. You got like you know like there's a reason that Rolling Stone magazine is called Rolling Stone. You got to build a momentum, you know. And that's yeah. that's where I'm at right now. I'm just building that momentum. Um, just getting started. It sounds like, man. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess one other thing that I really 
I wasn't planning on talking about this because I, I still got a ton of work to do, but I actually got a product coming out in the summertime, an actual product that has nothing to do with paint. Um, because a lot of these motivational speakers that you listen to, man, uh, one of them that really uh, got me, uh, he, 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 he said, you know, you got to change and, and then change again. Um, you know, keep changing, you know, and, and like, let, let, don't, don't let them assume they know who you are sure. because you don't, you don't, you know what I'm saying? And like, and so I got, I, I've actually got a soap coming out. Uh, I took the bus a lot growing up and I don't like to be the one that stinks. Like even now I probably reek like fabric softener, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I gotta be the one that smells good. So I've actually got a, a charcoal soap coming out, uh, with my own scent. Uh, that's going to come out in the summer of 2020. Uh, and it's just going to be something small. It's going to be su- super small. I'm going to be, you know, breathing down Jerry Bredemeyer's, Jeremy Bredemeyer's neck until he lets me sell it in his shop. If he lets me, you know, he, he only likes me when I'm, when he's cut my hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like guys like that, I'll be trying to get it into uh, different barbershops and whatnot and little things, you know, see what happens. You yeah, know, yeah, um, I, yeah. another I've I, I probably should have touched on this more and just realized that it, maybe I do have some more plans than just uh, I'm going to play it by ear because I've been reading like uh, we're in the two almost three years. I've been reading about stocks um, and, and I've been following. I just picked one company at random that seemed like a good company to follow for a long term investment because I don't know enough about the game to get in and be like, Hey, I'm a day trader. Now I got a cool app on my phone. E-trade, you know, like yeah. $5. I don't want $5. Get your feet wet, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want, I want 4 million. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I got a number. Um, and so I've got a company that I've been watching and, and uh, and, and there's only a very few, very, very select other than the people in my house. There's two other people that know uh, what company that I'm watching um, because they have more experience than me. And I've been predicting things that were hap- going to happen with this company. And I've been right so far. Every single one, uh, the, the the stocks, like when I started watching them, they were at like 1050. I'm like, well, they're going through all this and I'll get in at six dollars. They're like, that's a four dollar jump. It's never going to happen. They were at like 830 today. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So like they're on their way. My prediction is right. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm right. I know it. And maybe it'll get seven dollars but i was right about rek services i just and so there'll be that you know what i'm saying i'll make a little bit of money i'll throw a small into that and i'll just reinvest and so the stuff like that you know i got i've got my mind on uh, independent financial wealth uh and the grind that it takes to get there because now that i know how hard it is just to pay a mortgage i know it's like oh man i got to come up with a more to even just invest um but it, but it's on the list it's, uh, it's on the list of things that, that that will happen it's not just something i'm saying oh i might do i'd like to it will it's a it's a win, not if. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, win will it happen? Um, so you know those kind of things going. And we just went over a couple things that could be classified in this next thing I'm going to ask you. But I want something different. What's your dream job? What's your dream piece? My you, dream graffiti piece. Yeah. So you you you're you're curating a museum in your 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 home. What's mm. beyond that? What's your dream piece? Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever really gotten that far. I don't think my, my brain doesn't work like that. I'm not trying to be funny. It just doesn't, man. Um, I'll give you a small example. That fence that I was talking about that day that was clip art, uh, that I literally Googled flowers, clip art on some really pretty ones, colorful ones. Uh, the day before that art, well, no, hold on. Let's go back a few weeks before that. We don't ordered paint for something completely different. I don't order paint to paint. Let's just say this. And now my dis- now the day before my decision is this, and it and it's 
that's how it works. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I got this decision and now I sold her on it. So now she's hyped on it. Now I got to make sure I got the colors of paint for it with all, you know, I might not have those colors. We got to go with what I already own. So that's kind of how that stuff works. So I don't have an answer for like, what's my dream piece? I don't have a dream piece. Uh, it's never worked like that for me. Uh, I, now I do have some things that I would like to see between here, between Chicago and St. Louis specifically. Um, I've got this idea uh, to go knock on some houses, uh, maybe around 11th Street or whatever, or wherever that's gonna the, the tracks will be officially once they get all that stuff hammered out. Um, you know, say three garages in a row, you know, like a big R, a big E, a big K, the graffiti artist dreams. So they're not like these big elaborate <laughs> dreams. Yeah. I'm a graffiti artist. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's my dreams are more simple like that. Like I want to see that rocking along the line, but I don't also want to do it like, especially on somebody's garage. I don't want to do that illegally anymore. I right. got a house. Don't let me oh, catch you, you know paint on my about. shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And so my dreams are, it's, I don't really have a big uh, a big piece that I really want to do. I do have some artists that I want to paint with. I, I Like more than anything in the world, I would love to paint with Tats Crew. I comment all their time on their stuff and they never, you know, like who wants a nut gripper painting with them? You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> so, I get it. I'm so, not mad at it. So them, that you know? is your dream piece, a collaboration with, with artists that inspire yeah, you. Yeah, out of New York. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to even, not, not, maybe not even a collaboration, but just to be in there, y'all where all the greats have been uh if anything i just want the greats to know that i'm here too you know what i'm saying because they, they you know you hear people say oh you don't have to be great to start you don't you really don't you don't have to be great to start you'll get great along the way and the ones that i consider great now uh as i go along in this i bet they don't consider themselves that great either i bet they they're self-conscious about their shit just like me sure. and so i want to get that's it this artwork that's it's it like you know what i'm saying i want to i want to be with them and paint next to them when they go over their lines and do the thing wrong or when they have their all oh, soak shit it moments. up yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying or what don't i know you know what i'm saying or why do you do it you know what i'm saying i know i do it why do you do it you know what i'm saying what is it you know that's 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 the dream it's not a piece yeah man you've had some inspiring words um what what advice would you have for, you know, the 13-year-old kid that's in art class that's doodling on his notebook that doesn't know how to express himself further with his own art? What what's what do you have for him? Show people. It's not about you. You're the artist. Show people. Show people. That's that's it, because uh, it's real easy for me to draw something and be super self-conscious about it. Like we were talking about my first version of the Ice Deli. I think it sucks. Any other person that really likes graffiti would think that it sucks. Uh, but to the lay person, it doesn't. So my advice to them would be show people. You know, that's it. Show people. Talk to people. Um, let somebody else decide, because ultimately you're making something for somebody else. You're going to die anyways. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is there anything else you want to leave the listeners with? Um, I, honestly, just the topic of depression, man. Because uh, I, I really feel that, uh, you know, there's there's people out there, even our age, that are dealing with it that just won't face it. You know what I'm saying? People that are that are going to commit suicide. It's unfortunate. It sucks. Uh, keep fighting. Keep fighting. Maybe you're not the bitch. Maybe the person that made you feel like a bitch is a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe you're not that motherfucker that you feel like. You know, maybe you maybe you're wrong. You've been wrong your whole fucking life. That's why you're so sad. Why can't you be wrong about your fucking sadness? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want people to grasp that and, and have that opportunity to do whatever it is that they love, whether it's, you know, 
my thing or like you guys all like sports and I sat here silent like you would be in a room full of graffiti artists you know yeah. you know do your thing and like that's it man it's fight through that sadness um, don't let it consume you uh, you get suicidal thoughts you gotta speak up you gotta talk, talk to somebody, somebody. talk yeah. to somebody man somebody. tell me come tell me bro like uh, this hashtag R.E.K. services put that into Google Images it's gonna take you right to my phone Gary Vaynerchuk tell everybody put your phone number out there I listen Gary I don't even really like you I still listen to your advice you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's real talk, you know? And like, so tell somebody, you know what I'm saying? You want to tell me just because you've seen me on here with these guys? Tell me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I've Who been knows suicidal. who's out there listening, what right. they're going through. Right. You know, so it's because a lot of artists, man, you know, uh, are sensitive. Tech Nine made that song. Yeah. And if you re- look at that video, he's really got the sensitive people in the video. You can tell. Those are the real sensitive people. The, the the girl singing that song, fragile. You could tell she got her hair covered up over her. Yeah. What must be her, you know, man, but listen to her voice. You know what I'm saying? How many other, how depressed was she before she met Tech Nine? Probably. You know what I'm saying? And like, True. that's, that's all I could feel. And I, and, and it's not that I think she needs to be depressed because she got a, a, a bad eye. That's not what I'm saying. But this is what, those are the things that do it. You know what I'm saying? Or whether we're fat or we got stretch marks or, 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 you know, my uncle's gay or whatever is beating us down mentally. It's the it, other people pointing yeah. them out, using them against, you know, yes. everybody's different. Yes. Things I, you know, happen. I would, I, I would like to, uh, people to understand that. Put more color out there. You know, I'm putting color out there because I want you to smile for a minute. And if you're depressed and, and you don't know how to smile, come. I will talk shit until you do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I'm from the hood. I'm going to clown you until you're laughing right back at me. You know, like, that's it, man. That's what. Where can people find you on social and where can people book you for your services? Um, it just honestly, the, the, the hashtag R.E.K. services. Um, Honestly, just put that into like, social media. Even on social medias, I'm not on. It's going to come up. People are sharing it. It's on Facebook. I'm not even on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, again, put hashtag R.E.K. Services in your search bar. Uh, go on YouTube. Put hashtag R.E.K. Services in your search bar. Uh, Instagram uh, and then Twitter. Those are the only four social medias I do. Uh, I, I just don't like Facebook, and it was long before Mark Zuckerberg was officially a douchebag. Um, <laughs> no, really, they keep track of that stuff. It was like 2014. He wasn't in trouble for a while, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and so that's where they could find me. Uh, man, hell, I don't know who's listening to this. You want to call me? Call me area code two one seven five zero three seven four five two. This ain't a scary movie. If I don't like you, I'll just hang up. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ronnie from R.E.K. Services. You already know what this is. This is Intentional Dangerfield. Man, that was love.